Welcome back to the Take the Candy podcast. You're here with your host, John Anthony. It's episode 42. We got the Belmont Stakes racing preview coming up in this episode. I know I promised you, uh, Big John, our New York racing expert, uh, and I also promised you that I'd be in the building at the Belmont. So it's Tuesday uh, before the Belmont. We're recording, and I'm actually in the building already because I promised I'd be here. So I got here early. We're going to watch the, the horses practice round, and we're going to meet here. We're going to meet uh, Big John here in the building today. You're going to hear that shortly. But first, a couple of reminders. Next week, episode 43 will be the final. I repeat, the final episode of season one, the season one finale. Season two going to kick off in August. We're going to come back right before week zero starts with college football. We're going to hit you with our little intro to season two. Like I told you uh, last week, going to be a couple changes, a little more technology, a little more social media uh, than you saw the first time around. We got uh, folks with the expertise coming on board that are going to propel us to the next level. So we're already greenlit. We're already a go. We already got the people signed up, ready to assist, and we're looking forward to season two. But before we get there, we got to finish out season one in style. So we're doing it from the Belmont. Welcome to New York, folks. It's the running of the Belmont Stakes. All right, folks, here we go. It's the time you've been waiting for. It's the time we built up here in episode 42 of the Take the Candy podcast. Before I get to Big John, our New York racing expert, who's actually in the building, and as I told you guys, uh, either last week or the week before that, I would be in New York for the Belmont. I came through with that, and I'm here, and Big John's actually in the building with me, so you're going to hear from him shortly. But before we get to him, let's run through the post positions that came out today here on the day we're recording. Post one, We the People going off morning line 2-1. to one. Flavian Pratt is on board. We the People's got three wins in four races, including winning the grade three Peter Pan at Belmont. I know Big John's going to want to hit that, and we'll talk more about it when we get there. Uh, the only loss for We the People was a seventh place finish at the Grade One Arkansas Derby that was back at Oaklawn. Second post, Skippy Longstocking, Morning Line twenty to one, big long shot, probably I think the biggest on the board. Manny Franco on board. This is a three-year-old son of Exaggerator. He was runner-up at the Kentucky Derby and won the Preakness in 2016. So this is his son. Uh, finished fifth in the Preakness and third in his only other graded stakes race, which was the Wood Memorial, which runs uh, here in New York at the Aqueduct. So pretty long shot there. The three posts, we have Nest, 8-1, to one, Jose Ortiz on board. This is a Pletcher-trained horse. This is a talented filly who's going to be taking on the boys for the first time after winning the grade one Ashland Stakes and finished second as the favorite in the Kentucky Oaks. And if you remember, the winner of the, that Kentucky Oaks was Secret Oath. Uh, who we liked to hit the board in the Preakness last time out. The fourth post, Rich Strike, 7-2, to uh, Sonny Leone on board. Look, you can't say it any other way. Surprising Kentucky Derby winner, skipped the Preakness. The, the, tr the trainer and owner both said, look, we didn't plan to win the Kentucky Derby, so we weren't going to run in the Preakness. It was too much of a quick turnaround that two weeks. But Rich Strike is back in the field here, 7-2. Believe it or not, not the favorite here going into the Belmont. The fifth post, Creative Minister, 6-1 to one on the morning line. Brian Hernandez, Jr. on board. This is a Ken McPeak-trained horse, finished third at the Preakness. But this colt has only beaten maidens and optional claimers. Could be intriguing in exotics. We'll get more into it down the line. The sixth post, Mo Denagle, 5-2, morning line favorite. Irad Ortiz, Jr. on board. 
and there's no other there's no other way to say this other than Mo Denagle is no stranger to New York. He broke his maiden at the Belmont last year and then went on to win the grade two Remsen in December and the grade two Wood Memorial also at Aqueduct. Seven posts, Golden Glider, 20 to one, another big long shot. Dylan Davis is on board. So here's an interesting, this is an interesting play here. We'll talk more about this later. The son of Ghost Zapper, who sired 12 grade one winners and believe this or not, the Broodmire sire to the triple crown winner, Justify. Interesting play here. Second in the Peter Pan, but didn't finish in the money in three graded graded stakes races before that. And then to circle out the field, Barber Road, 10 to one in the eight post, Joel Rosario on board. Since November, this horse has not won in six starts yet, finishing the money in five. And then the one they didn't was a Kentucky Derby, ran a lackluster race, finished sixth place. And I think we had Barber Road in our prediction for the Kentucky Derby. So that's going to round out the field. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for, New York racing expert, Big John in the house. And as I've, as I've told you, this guy is always finding a way to hit the board in the Kentucky, uh, in the Belmont Stakes. He's a New York guy. So without further ado, Big John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're glad you're here. We're glad we got this worked out. we glad we got ours, uh, each other in the same room to record this. So first and foremost... Why don't you just give uh, me and the listeners the the horses that you like in the race, and don't you don't have to give us the the full stories about them. Just give us the horses, and then we'll get more into it. Okay. Uh, well, you did a good job in uh, explaining the horses themselves. Uh, I have three horses that uh, I like in, in the race. No matter how good the track is, fast. I don't think it'll be sloppy. It might. They're predicting a little bit of rain, but I think all these horses will run well no matter what the track conditions are uh number one on my list is we the people uh it ran it, it knows the track it ran in the peter pan and won the peter pan back in april i think uh uh the peter pan was a mile and an eighth which is fairly decent length race uh the only race it didn't do good in was the arkansas derby but you know every horse has its bad days Number two is Mo Donegal. He won the Wood Memorial. Uh, that's also a mile and an eighth. And he's also uh, knows the track, Belmont Aqueduct. He, he's running in New York a lot. And finally, the third horse I like is Barber Road. He finished second in the Arkansas Derby, which is also a mile and an eighth, which is important to be able to run in these length races, especially for the Belmont, which is a mile and a half. Uh, I feel he will finish in the money. Uh, may not win the race, but I think he'll finish in the money. Those are my three picks. All right, so some, so we're going to work them in reverse order. So interesting take on Barber Road. We here at Take the Candy, the Take the Candy pod crew, like Barber Road in the Kentucky Derby, and, and may like him here for some exotics. Now, we don't have too many long shots that are going to be live in this race. Barber Road probably being the one that, the, that's the, the closest, the, right? That, that makes more sense to bet uh, bet on. So, if, so if you're if you're a recreational wage, if you're placing a recreational wager, are you are you taking a shot at Barber Road to to win this race, or are you putting them in a, a play show or an exotic on a trifecta superfecta? I, w- I would uh, I would uh, put him into place or show, and I would also put him in. Uh, uh, with an exactor or, uh, or, uh, uh, 
um, or trifecta with uh, the other two horses and box them. Okay, and the other two that you mentioned are Mo Donegal and We the People. And We the People. Correct. So now getting to good transition, not your first time doing this, we go to Mo Donegal. Fifth at the Kentucky Derby, finished well behind the winner, Rich Strike, who I think we can both agree had a great close at that race, Rich Strike. Correct. He had a, he had a great close. Now, Mo Donegal going into the Kentucky Derby was a horse known for his closing ability. Now, maybe the Kentucky Derby track wasn't long enough. This is the test of champions here at the Belmont, a mile and a half. Could you see Mo Donegal really showing his his endurance advantage in this race. Yes, uh, he, he was definitely going to show his endurance at this race because it's a mile and a half. Another, another uh, factor uh, with the Derby was that was a really uh, fast pace. Most, most, most races aren't that fast. This one was really fast. It was probably one of the, the fastest, uh, either the uh, second or third fastest Kentucky Derby ever. So that kind of hurt a lot of horses, even... Um, Moldonegal, even Barbara Road, I think. Um, I think they were uh, they were affected by that. And I think uh, in the in the Belmont, I don't think we're going to have that issue because I don't think there's a horse that's uh, that's going to take off and 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 try not to be caught because the race is too long and there's really none of those kind of type of horses running in this uh, in the Belmont. Right, I think it's a good point. I think in large part, a lot of these trainers owners. If they're showing up with a horse at Belmont, the horse is probably a closer. So if you're looking on the board, you're looking online to see what horse am I going to take, and you're looking for a closer, you're going to find all of them here at Belmont. Correct. You, you, don't, you don't have a speed horse. So There's, there's no, no speed horses in the Belmont. So no competitive advantage really for the closer. You're looking for, maybe you look at an equibase speed figure. I know Mo Donegal on the top, I know he goes off at about 100. So... Maybe you're looking for that to see if it's apples to apples and I got eight closers. If I got one that's just faster, a little faster than the other, maybe that's a horse. So that's a deal on Mo Donegal. I'm going to press you here on We the People. I'm going to press you. This is a West Point This is a West Point horse, correct? West Point, New York? Correct. Okay. It's a West Point horse, two to one on the board. And I'll say this. This horse was not predicted to be a top horse in the Belmont. I know in the last week, really running up tickets. And, and that's driven this to two to one on the morning line here now that the post position is out. He's going to be riding the rail in the, in the first position. Now, you, you mentioned it, won the Peter Pan, and I will say convincingly by over 10 lengths. Yes. Um, convincingly. So, okay, the horse has run well at Belmont, but here's where I'm going to press you. You said before a seventh place, place finish at the grade one Arkansas Derby, uh, every horse has a bad day. But let me ask you this question. Is this horse, we the people now, have to step up and race horses of that Arkansas Derby class? And if the answer to that question is yes, can he sh- put up a better showing than he did? Because I think the Peter Pan, he's not running against top horses. But, but the Arkansas Derby, he was running against better horses and he finished seventh. So what, what says you on that? Uh, you're right about that. The horses in the Arkansas Derby are a lot um, better than the ones in the Peter Pan. But... His advantage is that he's running at Belmont, which is a track that he's probably very familiar with. And the fact that he's in post number one, I don't think has any factor at all because the race is so long and there's not that many horses in there where they're going to get that boxed out. So I think it's, I, I give him the advantage only, only because he knows the track. All right, so one horse to win. If you had to pick, if, if I made you pick one horse today to win, and I know you may be placing exotics and exactas and not 
necessarily placing a win bet. If you're placing a win bet in this race, what horse are you picking? We the people. We the people. Okay. So that's Big John's That's Big John's win bet. You heard his take on some exotics. Now, I got to ask you this question just because it intrigues me, and it's going to intrigue the listeners. I gave you the quick rundown of Golden Glider in the seven post, 20 to 1 with Dylan Davis on board. Do you put any stock into the fact that the son of Ghost Zapper, who was the broad mare sire to Triple Crown winner Justify, do you put any stock in that? No. None at all. None at all. None at all. There's no intrigue for Golden Glider for you in this one. No, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because he also ran in the Peter Pan, and he finished second to We the People. So if he can't beat We the, we the People in the Peter Pan, how is he going to win in the Belmont Stakes? That's fair. I mean, so. uh, I'll give you that point, but the Broodmeyer sire to Triple Crown winner Justify does nothing there. No. Does, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't buy that because uh, I'll give you a good example. The, the horses that Secretariat, who was probably the best horse ever to run in, in, in my lifetime, sired a lot of horses and none of them ended up winning any race of, of the Triple Crown. Kentucky Derby, Breakness, Belmont, take your pick. I don't think any have even finished, ever finished in the money. So just because you sire a horse doesn't mean that that, that horse is going to be like their, their, their sire. So that's my take on that. All right, and final question before we let you, well, I got two questions before we let you go. The first, I'm gonna circle back to the th- three horse nest going off at eight to one. It's a Pletcher. It's a Pletcher trained filly. Will she be able to run with the boys on Saturday? No, because she couldn't uh, um, couldn't win the um, the the Oaks. Uh, so I, I doubt she'd be able to run with the boys here at the Belmont. It's a long race. It's a long race. She's not going to be able to keep with them. All right, so you heard it here first. And final question, will you be in the building at the Belmont State? Yeah, sure, definitely. Big John building. will be in the building. I will be Saturday. in the building. All right, awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time and coming out. Any final words to the folks about the race Saturday? Uh, no, just uh, bet smart. Uh, don't overbet. <laughs> And then, uh, J.A., thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being uh, here. And uh, we look forward to having Big John. We may, You may catch Big John in Season 2 of the Take the Candy Pot, so stay tuned for that. Thanks again for coming on the show. And that is our uh, Belmont Racing Preview with Big John here in New York, here in Episode 42. And that's going to officially bring the conclusion of episode 42 of the Take the Candy podcast. You've been hanging out with your host, John Anthony. Now, I told you at the open, it's Tuesday. This is going to air on Thursday. We got a couple things going on. Uh, A couple of the producers of the show like to press me and see if I could be prophetic in my picks. Uh, We're in New York. So we got the Ranger game tonight. I think the Rangers are... uh, Rangers are a dog tonight. The over-under on the line is five goals. So here's what I'm going to give you for this game that's going to be tonight. So this is, when you hear this, this game will already be played, but we'll see how uh, how spot-on I could be. I think the Rangers are going to lose. I like the Lightning uh, tonight by a couple goals. Let's call it 3-1, and I'm going to take the under five and a half goals uh, for that game. Um They're also talking to me in my ear. If you want the NBA Game 3, it's in Boston tomorrow on Wednesday night. So as you're listening, 
This would have been uh, last night because you're listening on Thursday because that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, what's the spread? Spread is Boston minus three and a half. Give me Boston. Give me Boston in game three. I think Boston takes a two to one lead. That series may go to the brink. I think Curry has a big game uh, in game three. I just don't think it's enough. I think I think Tatum goes off. Uh, Jalen Brown's going to go off. And I think that um, Boston's going to take care of business. I could see him winning by double digits. So those are the picks. We'll see how they come out Thursday. And if I'm really 0-2, you may never hear this piece because I may delete it. Um, no, I would never do that. I keep it all straight up. Um, but those are the picks for the games that are going to be played by the time you listen. Let's hope I'm right. Let's hope I get 2-0. and um, But I never go 0-2. So very the, the very worst, I go one and one. But so those picks are um, Tampa Bay by a couple goals, taking the under uh, five and a half on the goal scored in tonight's game in uh, Rangers Lightning uh, game four. And then I'm taking in game three, I'm taking the Boston Celtics. I'll lay the three and a half. I think they win that game by double digits. So those are the picks. Um, Big John gave you his picks for the Belmont. He likes We the People to win. The other horses that he likes are uh, Barber Road and Mo Donegal. So make sure you tune in to the Belmont Stakes uh, Saturday. We'll try and do something like we did when we were at Churchill Downs. I'll try and get something live for you and, and kick it out, let you know how the conditions are looking. It just seems to be uh, the way of the world now that all these stakes race, we're getting maybe some weather. The weather right now in New York, they're calling for uh, spotty showers. For Saturday, you heard Big John tell you he doesn't think it's going to affect the track much. Doesn't look like this track will go sloppy. Uh, talking to a couple of the, the groundskeepers here, obviously, we're still a few days away. So we got to see how the weather develops. This is a good track. Um, probably won't go sloppy. At the very worst, we're probably looking at, at an off track. Uh, but I think those horses, Big John told you, and he knows the horses that run here. The jocks that are on board here run here. A lot of them are resident jocks to the Belmont. So they'll know how to handle the course. It's only an eight-horse field here. We had two scratches with Ethereal Road and uh, I think Howling Time scratching. Ethereal Road, I think, would have been an interesting play in this one. Um, but I think the, the word is a cracked uh, hoof on uh, one of the one of the feet. They call it the feet of the horse. And um, that's why they're keeping him out. But oh, what it sounds like is just a matter of time to heal and that horse will be back on the track. So that's that's a good thing. So that's what we got. So you got Big John's picks. Uh, I'm not going to – I as far as who I'm playing, I, I, love, I like Barber Road. And you know, you know your boy J.A. is a little bit interested, a little bit interested in Golden Glider with the uh, Broodmare Sire of uh, Justify, the Triple Crown winner. Big John wasn't buying it. He's, there's no intrigue for him. Maybe a little intrigue for me, but I'll try and go live Saturday and uh, give you my my final thoughts on, on who your boy J.A. and the Take the Candy Pod crew are going to be taking uh, here at Belmont. So there it is, episode 42, Belmont Racing Preview, live in the building from the Belmont with Big John. Thanks again for, for him coming on. Uh, it's been a great day here. It's going to be a great week here in New York, and we're going to cap it off with the running of the Belmont Stakes on Saturday. As always, tell a friend to tell a friend that they should tell a friend that you need to listen to the Take the Candy podcast because we're live here at Belmont. As always, you've been chilling with your boy, J.A.